my gosh. It's showtime. Another fine episode of The Culture Guitarist. My name is Alzheimer's Al. <laughs> and with me as ever, can't believe Al forgot about the podcast, Casper. <laughs> our, special our special guest from Frederick Guitars, completely innocent bystander, Curtis. <laughs> oh. How's it going, Man. Curtis? I'm good. I'm great, actually. That's really good. good. Excellent. Um, I uh, There's a story behind these nicknames there, dear listeners. Uh, the story is we had this scheduled for 3 p.m. our time which is uh, 6 p.m., or was 6 p.m. for our, our guest, Mr. Curtis. And at 10 to 3 p.m., Gasper messaged me going, hey, dude, 10 to 3, where are you? And I went, I forgot we had a podcast. I'm 40 minutes away at home. <laughs> so I was in a massive, massive, uh, holy shnikes level panic. Mm. You know what's um, really crazy? Leading up to that phone call or that message, yeah, I was in a mad panic to get home because <laughs> I was in a neighboring town at my parents' place helping my dad put a strap button on his 12-string oh, okay. and, and other things, but we're having a guitar lesson and a whatever else. And, All right. Uh, I was like, raced home, pulled my driveway 10-2 right on. I figured you would have been here waiting, and you weren't. And I was like, oh, what's going on? I'm usually, Let's yeah, send that usually text message. It was, uh, uh, was like, yeah. I I, was a bad I looked at the phone. I looked at Stephanie and was like, "F." Yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> totally forgot. Left in a real good panic. Uh, well, yeah. we're all here. Yeah, yeah that's here. that's yeah. that's the that's the important yeah. part. Yeah, Curtis is super understanding. That it's true. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. By the way, Curtis. Yeah. Hey, no problem. I'm sitting here in my basement, so I had to do zero driving, zero running around. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of the show. Usually our guests are pretty comfortable. Mm. <laughs> well, I, um, I'm going to confess something because I feel that uh, Curtis and Casper have earned a bit of a laugh at, at my expense. Dude, I laugh at your expense. Never mind. Go yeah, on. No, thank you. <laughs> You're such a good person. Yeah, I am. Um, I was in such a hurry, and I had a bit of a conundrum in that we were doing laundry at, at out of my place. And uh, where I live is way out in the woods, and we share a property with my my mother and father in law. And uh, their their house has the laundry facilities, and our little trailer does not. And it was laundry day, mm -hmm. and so I had no clothes, and I mean no clothes <laughs> in the trailer. And I'll, I'll be I'll be I'll be pretty candid here. I, at home, I'm a I'm a pretty hardcore nudist. <laughs> I, I don't actually like wearing clothes, but I am a I very shy person. I appreciate your sacrifice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I uh, I was naked. My mm -hmm. wife was over at my in-laws' place. She was handling laundry and stuff. Um, and I and I messaged her. <laughs> I said, uh, "I'm supposed to be doing a podcast in ten minutes. What do I have to wear?" <laughs> and she said, "Whatever you have on right now." <laughs> <laughs> was it it? I I feel like your wife would say something, like, ha 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 ha. My my <laughs> wife, what? my wife. First off, is the kindest. She is person. such yeah, such a sweetheart. So her first reaction was to like see if everything was okay and just see where I was. 
Her <laughs> next reaction was immediate ruthlessness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this makes sense to yeah, me. It was, <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're chatting on the phone, and she's just like, "Are you okay? What? Okay." And I was just like, "Yeah, I'm I'm fine. I just got to figure this out." And she goes, "Cool." Why don't you just go naked? <laughs> so it was just downhill from there. She uh, she yells, pulls no punches with me. Um, so I was able to find a dirty shirt uh, that I had not thrown in the laundry basket, which I'm wearing now. It's got like, I don't know, hot wing sauce on it or something. It's not clean looking at all. It's not one of those shirts where you like pick it up off the floor and like smell it, see if it's dirty or clean. It's like you no, just that's know. very obviously dirty. <laughs> my face hurts, Al. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then my wife goes, "Hey, I think I loaded up one of the loads of clothes already in the van, <laughs> clean clothes. So you should have some pants out there." <laughs> so. <laughs> oh God, I can see. So now I'm wearing a dirty shirt and I'm Donald ducking it. <laughs> And I'm running to the van as fast as I can run with icy everywhere, Canadian winter thing going on, and a guy who needs a cane to walk, (laughs) which is uh, a slow, uh, slow, cautious, like... More like Scrooge McDuck. If I slip and die right now, I'm dying chubby and desperate in the woods with no pants on. (laughs) That's that's what's running through my mind. Oh, yeah. Dude. Uh, I get to the van... Hallelujah. The good Lord has smiled on me. There are pants in the van. I only fell once putting them on, thanks to the ice. And just as one final kavit to my pride and the death toll that was uh, the death, the death ring, the ring of the, I don't, what am I trying to say? I don't know, man. The final nail in the coffin of my pride was as I'm bending over after falling in the ice, as I'm bending over to pick the pants up from around my ankles. Our, the young dog, Fletcher, <laughs> who's about a year and a half old, came up from behind me and just snoot right Surprise! up the bum. Because dogs just have no tooth at all. So just wet booper right up the pooper. Just scared the willies out of me. Cause I'm, I'm alone in the woods, man. I'm not expecting a proctologist. You know. <laughs> not, not expecting an exam. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, it was it was awful, and then I had to drive here in a panic. I had to stop briefly at a gas station uh, and fill up because I my tank was on warning lights. And uh, oh boy, I get in, try to pay for gas, it beeps declined. I run back, and then I have to. Then I'm like, because oh, my wife sent me an e transfer that I'd never accepted. Yep. Then I run back out to the van, accept the e transfer, run back in. Look, I really do have money. It, it was just a whole hullabaloo. And now I'm here sharing all this crap with everybody. <laughs> I love it. Oh. So, yeah. Anyway, that's not even getting into how things are going this week. No. So. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's kick it off with what we've been... <laughs> My face hurts. This is the end of it. I have, I, to, I have to commit ritual I mean, seppuku. <laughs> uh, I am in actual pain. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very... Uh, so that yeah, that's uh, that's my penance to you and Curtis right there. Thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> was it Alzheimer's or amnesia? Uh, yeah, I don't even know, man. I was just like, I didn't like it was gone. It was gone from my memory. And you know the the like uh, Curtis can attest to this. Like I've pestered him to be on the show a lot. I've been trying to get yeah. this Dude, happening we, for a we, long time. We talked about this and confirmed everything yeah. last night, <laughs> right before bed. Yeah. It was like yeah. we we're playing game, and then okay, yep, yeah, three o'clock tomorrow, right? Right. 
So, uh, yeah, much, much appreciated, Curtis, man. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> Dude, a genuine, a genuine pleasure. Uh, so, yeah, kicking off what we've been up to, guitar and our music related this week. Casper, man, go for it, buddy. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> okay. So I've been in kind of a wheel deal kind of mode where I've been selling off some gear uh, one, because of the purchase of my Classic 30, um, I had to promise to unload some other stuff. So you're going to buy some more stuff. Shut up. Okay, yeah. Wait, no. <laughs> Stephanie listens to the show, dude. No. <laughs> so I uh, I, so I sold uh, a couple, or I sold one of my Stratocasters, uh, the burnt, I, the one I stripped and then burnt and changed the pickups and, and the pick guard and all the other stuff. Um, somebody, I put it up on on the Facebook marketplace and it was snapped up in less than a day, uh, which is good. Um, full asking price, which was even better. I didn't think I was asking too much for it anyways, but that was good. Uh, I have another guy on the line for my 20th anniversary blue one. Um, he's in another city. So we're trying to work out. He, he doesn't want to drive out here to get it. And then I don't really want to drive out there to deliver it. <laughs> so where's, where's he? Kamloops. Kamloops. That's, this uh, is an hour, an hour and I don't really want to yeah. drive an hour. I mean, It'll sell here, but man, I'm doing. I don't work. I'm doing nothing. I'll drive it for you if you want. Mm-hmm. So, which brings up the other side of this. I'm probably going to be picking up more gear, um, is because if I can get rid of these two guitars, and then actually get a guitar that I want, um, I was looking at the Squire uh, Paranormal Telecaster offset, like the Paranormal offset Telecaster. Yeah, yeah. And so that might be something that one I think be a better instrument than the ones that these standard series Stratocasters. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, and uh, it'll actually serve a purpose that I'm trying to fulfill in the stable. So that's... Uh, I like that, man. I like those those guitars a lot. I built myself one uh, when I was operating uh, as a custom guitar builder. I built myself an offset telly. Like, oh, beauty. Yeah, I've been really impressed with ago. them, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the reviews and the, you know, the build quality seems seems high, um, you know, for the, for the price point. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, but also, um, trying to offset, <laughs> for lack of a better word, the, the cost of said guitar by unloading some gear. So mm. I have one more, uh, semi, uh, big item to, to post. Uh, that's my, my Fender Pro Junior. So I'm probably going to sell that and, uh, use that to drive it all together. And if I have to put it on my account at Long and McQuaid, eh, so what? I'll do that. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. I think those offset tellies are, first off. It's the offset body shape with its contours and, and the comfort it's just that more it offers um, is, is fantastic. That's, that's like one major perk of a Strat is how comfortable it is mm. to, to hold and play. Um, but I just the, wish they sounded different. Yeah, you know, <laughs> first, you, we still got to get like a really good Strat for you to try. I've, I've played an American Strat. It's, that and it doesn't was, mean it's good. <laughs> well, it was a nice one. It was a, like an early it was, 90s. It was okay, yeah. It was, it was not a 80s, bad one. Late 80s American Strat. I just, you nice. don't like single Strat, strat single coat bridges there. And most, you know, that's not uncommon. Uh, and but I have also um, have never owned uh, a good one that I've played a lot. Yeah, there's a, there's something to bonding with the guitar. But the the offset telly offers all the perks of a telly with none of the downsides. Yeah, you get every bit of the classic sound and tone and and all that goodness. It's comfortable to play. You don't have that sharp, heavy shoulder that yep. uh, that a telly is known for having. Um, I th- and like I'd say the same about a jazz master. It corrects all of the downsides of a Strat while 
being comfortable and all. I don't know. I, I really like the offset design. Always, mm-hmm. always kind of have like the shape. <clears throat> Took me a while to get into like the sound, but yeah. Well, and that, I think that's the other side too. Is um, you know the tellies have such an iconic sound, um, you know that that isn't really shared in anything else. Um, you can you can kind of have that spanky single coil sound in a jazz or in something else with single coils, but it's not quite the telly. No, yeah, so, it's got a yeah. yeah. There's something to that neck pickup and that, yep. that bridge and yeah. So, uh, anyway, let's on on that note too. That yeah. that guitar is is not so expensive. And not so lavish and, and important that I, w- I would feel bad about changing something out or swapping it out. Sure, they have yeah. a pretty diverse uh, routing. So there's a, a humbucker route and then a single coil route and then uh, the, the tele pickup oh, route. Oh, have you seen the routing? I've seen the, yeah, okay. there's, there's a three, it's a three pickup routing with that. a with like a humbucker size and at the, the neck. And the paranormal offset. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they knew. They oh, knew they definitely exactly, yeah. knew. So <laughs> exactly. So it's like you you want to build a strat, build a strat. You want to build something yeah. with a humbucker in the neck and and you know there's a or a P90 or whatever that'll That's all fit. Smart man. Yeah. I like the and then they put that that the, big yeah. pick guard over top of all of it so you yeah. can adapt it any way you like. Smart guys over Fender. Uh, what about uh, what about you, Curtis? What have you been up to musically or guitar wise? Well, uh, this week I'm usually. I've usually got a few guitars at various stages of building and assembly at any one time. Um, partially because it's efficient, you know, to, to be waiting for paint to dry while you're building necks. Um, part of it is just my obsession that I can't wait to get on to the next thing. So I <laughs> tend to start seven things and, and then finish them whenever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this week I have... Um, one of the things I'm building is um, is, a, is a custom uh, semi-hollow Orbitron, which is that main, the, the, the body you see mostly in my Instagram. That I, love, awesome. uh, yeah. I, love, I think your semi, semi-hollow Orbitrons are my favorite thing you build, man. <laughs> Thanks. Well, it's funny you were just talking about this offset telly because um, you pretty much nailed everything about the shape that I came up with. It's, you know, it's the offset. It's comfortable. Uh, you don't have that uh, forearm rash that you get from playing a, a slab telly um yeah there's a bunch of things and and I, oddly enough um up to now i've done my pickup routes individually so if it's a humbucker i have a template for humbuckers and they get hogged out that way um p90 same deal this is the first one of these guitars that i've done with a swimming pool route which is the big as it sounds a big square um, we're doing this guitar for this customer with uh, Strat-style pickups. He really likes classic Strat sound, so uh, we can put him in there. I mean, if he comes back in a year and says, you know what, let's toss a P90 in there, well, it's a new pick guard and off you go kind of thing. Um, oh, that's rad. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, again, it's, you know, none of this is new or, or radical. It's <laughs> everybody's thought of it, right? It's just adapting things. But it's, that, it's cool when you see a, yeah. a, a small indie builder like yourself to it. That's, I wouldn't say that's as common. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I get, you know, I, we can go deeper <laughs> um, and we probably will, but I'm, I'm like a huge fanboy of the early fenders and that whole way of thinking and, and, and engineering that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, in terms of what I've been doing this week, so I'm working on that one. I've got two other bodies, which is the new, that pointy one, the Avro Sonic. So I've, I've built the prototype and that's up on Instagram. I'm building two more, um, with some other pickup combinations. 
And then, uh, of course, those need necks. So, you know, I'm I'm one of those guys, like, if I'm building one, I might as well build two. And if I'm building two, why not nine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, I, I whipped up nine fretboards the other day because when you, when you get the, the – the jig set up to radius the fretboard. You might as well just keep zipping through them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when you're doing, yeah, things like so neck, you know, cut out a bunch of neck blanks, rotor all the truss rod channels, glue the fretboards all on, trim them all up, and so it's sort of an uh, assembly line. So I think I have right now. I think I've got six necks on the go, three bodies, and then today, just because it was at that stage, I uh, wet sanded, polished, and began final assembly on another guitar that's kind of been in the process for quite some time actually uh, a dealer ordered this back in the summertime and uh i had it pretty much done and then i screwed something up at the very end this was back in october like it was done painted wicked finish uh wet sanded polished and i started putting it together and uh there was a problem with the finish when i press the um the studs in because it's got like a tunematic wraparound style bridge uh press the studs in it actually bubbled the finish i'm like Ooh. okay Ooh. mental note even though i've done it 12 times before um let's figure out why it did that and let's let's make some changes to the process was so, it a, was it a metallic paint uh, yeah okay yeah, very, yeah yeah i've 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 had problems like that with metallic paints in the past like uh, uh, okay, yeah. So you know, live and learn, and put that body aside. I'll probably sand it down one day, and 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 you know, it'll become something else. Um, but in the meantime, so yeah. So putting this together today, you can imagine how that was. Like, <laughs> I got to put the studs in now. Oh crap! <laughs> How's this gonna go? Uh, but it went well. It's uh, together. The neck is on. The pickups work. Uh, it plays, it just needs a little bit of a setup and it can go to its new home. So yeah, I'm, I've got literally three different stages right now in guitars over at the shop. That's awesome. Yeah, man. All right, that's a good week. Yeah, yeah, it's a good week. <laughs> well, I, I don't have as much to report for myself this week. Um, How about you, Al? Uh, yeah, thanks for asking, Casper. Uh, <laughs> every time now. I love it. <laughs> It's on purpose, yeah. just so you know, everybody. Do that on purpose. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah, we never forget anything around here. Not shows that are scheduled or pants <laughs> or when Al is supposed to answer a thing. We we remember everything. <laughs> um, I've been uh, I've I've been alluding to it for a couple of uh, well, a bunch of podcasts. So there's a, a thing we're working on that's taken a lot of my. Uh, a lot of my time up and I think we, we've kind of shared enough about, about it that I don't want to spoil any secrets, but I, I don't think I'm spoiling that, that we're working on, uh, on a, on a parts. We're going to build some uh, project guitars this year. Ooh, um, nice. I think that spoiled it. Did I think we've talked about it before. Haven't we? I don't think so. Okay. That's well, all good though. That's now, what we're doing. Now I've spoiled it. <laughs> yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing I didn't want to do that I just exactly did. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's, well, you know what, let's build some hype. That's, that's a thing coming yeah. up. We're going to do a, a build series this year. Um, we're not talking about when, uh, we're not going to talk too much about what's going on, but, uh, I was able to nail down some, uh, some hardware and pickup choices this week for, for those. Um, 
And that that's it's, uh, it's been an unbelievable amount of. <laughs> yeah, man, you've been like, and <laughs> I I just being so busy with everything else, I don't envy the amount of time you've had to put into this. Yeah, I and don't. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll be easier next time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's, that's what we always say. It'll be easier to do this. Other thing. It never is. It's always different. That's all it is. It's different, and yeah. that's fine. Uh, these are going to be really cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing it. Yeah. Um, and in some regards, it's been fun to like to do a lot of the work and stuff. And and it's always cool to build an instrument. That's that's yeah. that's not you know not like any part of this is going to be an uncool experience. But I look forward to when like my brain kind of uh, can relax a little bit more and not think like oh gosh I got to you know got to talk to, to blah, 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 about this, blah, 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 and, and, and just all that kind of stuff. And uh, basically, I don't want to do uh, Curtis's everyday job uh, anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my brain on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I've been working on that a lot, and uh, it's been fun. It, mm. it, overall, it's been a real fun process. And I, uh, I think now that we're kind of getting to the end of the planning like you know, into the into the actual stages where we can really, you know, fill out the little minutia. Um, uh, th- then you look back on it, and go, man, that's actually a lot of fun. Like, yeah, you know, and and really trying hammering out the details has has been arduous, but totally, worth it. Totally, you yeah. know, like I I've I, I can I can say I've already learned some new things that even though at one point I built custom guitars, I did not know before. Mm. Uh, like I now know how to make my own shielding paint. Didn't know that before. Just bought it from a supplier before. Yeah. So that's been like cool. A new thing. That's cool. Yeah. Uh and yeah, so that that's been interesting. And and the type of builds uh we're working on um are different to any kind of thing I've done before. Oh yeah, me too. So I built like three guitars <laughs> and all of them were already guitars. I just took them yeah, apart. You modded modded, three guitars, I yeah. modded three guitars. <laughs> <laughs> I was just complaining wow. about that on Facebook today. Like I got really annoyed because uh, Facebook marketplaces, I have a real love hate relationship with that. And, and you guys have to let me know how you are with this, but I am getting a little batty with people on Facebook marketplace, at least in our local area. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, somebody will strip a Squire Strat. And do a spray paint refinish on it, and they'll put on some like custom knobs and maybe a Seymour Duncan in the bridge or something like that, and they'll post it back on Facebook Marketplace as custom guitar five hundred and sixty dollars. Right, <laughs> and I, I can exactly oh. this. I so I had two standard series Squire Stratocasters, yeah. two of them. I, they're almost identical. One was black and one was blue. Um, I. Stripped all the paint off of that black one. I rewired the pick guard, put a new, like, solid uh, cream colored three ply pick guard on it because it had one of those chrome ones. Remember that? Yeah, oh, the, it was, yeah, that was, it was hideous. Guard, yeah. So I, like, did all of that to that guitar and I sold it for $225 Canadian. I have the other one, totally bone stock, posted for $225. <laughs> the work I did has absolutely no value. No, it's it, it's you know. it's just a Squire Stratocaster. Come yeah. on, <laughs> like That's, yes, I customized it to yeah. for my for myself, but so, it, it yeah, has I, no I, actual. I just intrinsic got value. I just got frustrated, man, because I see so much of that. Or like, there's a local seller here that uh, he's basically got like his own little buy and sell of 
online store of used gear. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to name him or anything like that, but, and flipping gear to make a living has been, I do that on tours. Yeah. I'll find Mm -hmm. gear for a steal of a deal somewhere on tour, bring it back to where I live and sell it for a fair price. I don't ever pirate price anything, but it's, I'm definitely making some money. That's the point. Yeah. Um, and but I, I look for deals where I pay people what they're asking. It's still a deal. Yep. And I can turn around and sell it for a fair deal to someone else that's making me a little bit of money. But there's a local guy here who does not do that. No, he does not. <laughs> he's real <laughs> pirate pricing, and uh, I think he's he's making a living off people who know what they want, like enough to know they want this thing, but they don't really know fair price for it, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, they have, they obviously don't know about Reverb.com or something like that. I don't know what the deal is, but. Uh, He's real vicious for like selling like an Epiphone SG with like swapped pickups for like eight hundred dollars or something, and right. it's like, dude. So I there was another there was a time there was a heavily modified American Fender Stratocaster. It had some extra dip switches and all this kind of stuff, and I found it actually in a pawn shop, um, but it was like consigned from this fella, or no, it was consigned by the owner. That's right, it was consigned by the owner for sale for like 300 and something, $400. And it was like, that was a smoking deal, except this thing was haggard. Like it was beat and very, very heavily extensively modified. Like you couldn't actually verify its identity entirely. Um, <laughs> like it, it, it fit the criteria uh, like aesthetically to look at it, but you could, I couldn't be sure without taking it apart and actually like reading the date stamp on the back of the neck and like actually verifying it. But the guy wanted you know, whatever it was, three or $400. And it was a good deal. This guy ended up with that guitar and immediately two days after I saw it in the pawn shop for three or $400 on there for 1800. Yeah. No, I've it seen was him just, do it a it few times. It was just he's, like, what? Yeah. Most, most recently was, um, uh, you know, what? I've to- totally slipped my mind. It's not the first time today. No, I my brain today, man. Uh, well, I'll tell you one he's got up right now. I have no qualms about telling you about this one. So Gibson, uh, I don't remember if it was a Guitar of the Month or a Guitar of the Week series model, but it was oh, one of those yeah. ones. Uh, Longhorn Double Cutaway. Ugly guitar. Took everything cool about the, the Les Paul Double Cutaway and just pooped all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no carved top. It's flat top. Still flame maple. But they extended the, the horns. cutaway horns, yeah. so they're stupid looking. It looks like a guitar Schecter would have made, not a Gibson. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's blue, which I just, it's really hard to make a stained blue guitar, for, in my eyes, that doesn't look like a beginner instrument mm. or a lower-end Epiphone model or something. Mm. Um, and these guitars came with... EMG pickups and a piezo bridge. So like the piezo bridge thing I thought was kind of cool, but I'm not a big EMG fan. And they were a limited model of like, there was a few hundred of these things made or maybe a thousand of them. I don't remember. Um, they were, they were one of the models that when I was working at uh, long McQuaid music, like we could not sell this thing. No one cared that it was a limited edition instrument from Gibson <laughs> it was just like people looked at it, it as like, oh, it's ugly. We we wound up blowing this thing out for like peanuts, just very cheap. Uh, this this particular one that this guy's selling, 
has had the EMGs removed and uh, some Seymour Duncan pickup set up put into it, which I, as a player, I think is great because I would enjoy that much, much more. But as a as a collector collector piece, uh, it's gone. You know, it, yeah. you have to have the original setup in there. That's the whole point of that. The only reason anybody would buy that instrument in my mind is because it's a limited edition thing. It was collector piece, right? <laughs> and uh, so this thing, like, I, he wants like six hundred dollars more than this thing is worth if it were completely mint and everything were as it were from the factory. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's just one of those situations. I I don't know. I just I, so I was whining about that on Facebook today and arguing with people. <laughs> uh, but okay, you arguing on Facebook? I know. Oh, I know. And like speaking your mind unfiltered. Hmm. I know. I thought that one time I posted something that uh, cost me seven hundred followers <laughs> in oh an God. afternoon. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you guys Ooh. remember the remember the Coney twenty twelve thing? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So way back in like 2011. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm telling this story now. This doesn't matter. It's not guitar related, but I think we're there. Um, we're there. I'll, I'll make it real quick. So way back in 20 in 2011, there was a big movement uh, called Coney 2012 to uh, capture Joseph Coney, who was a warlord in Africa who uh, put a lot of child soldiers Okay. Into battle. Uh, not a good dude. And uh, it was definitely one of those things where it's like, I don't know who's against this cause. And I'm, yeah, let's, yeah, let's get the dude. Cool. Mm-hmm. But it became one of those things that like everybody on social media was sharing this Coney 2012 thing and this video that went along with it. And, and that was all fine and dandy. Um, but I made a comment saying, it's not enough to share this video. If you want to help, you got to put some action to work. Like this whole campaign is about on a certain day, you're going to go out and put up posters or put up stickers or donate to the cause. That's what this is. So if you're just sharing it on Facebook, you're not actually doing anything. You're just being the laziest possible virtue signaler. And and people didn't like that. Uh, No. (laughs) So you mean you called people out? I called people out. Um. Uh, and they didn't well, like it. They didn't like it, uh, no, which is just, yeah. That doesn't so, sound right. I know. I, I got into trouble. Because people, I, the people that deleted me, most of them thought I was saying they were stupid, the cause was stupid. Uh, no, you were just calling them stupid. And it was like, I'm not calling the cause stupid. I'm not pro-child soldier. I, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. So it was, yeah, it was, yeah, I've had a few moments like that. But anyway. This is oh. neither here nor there. We're really distracted. Let's get into it. Uh, Curtis, man of the hour, Frederick Guitars. Again, I'm going to say we got to make some music for this section. Uh, <laughs> but I want to get the origin story. Give us the origin story. How'd you get into this, buddy? All right. Well, it's uh, as they usually are. It's a, it's a long story. And, and I find that even listening to your podcast, a lot of these guys who are building guitars, it's accidental. And I'm, I'm definitely not an exception there. It's, it's completely accidental. <laughs> um, so I think I was like most young males at 13 or 14, you know, if you're going to get into music, that's when it's going to happen. You know, at 13 and a half or 14, you wake up one day and you say, man, I need a guitar so bad. So, at some point around then, I decided I was going to learn to play guitar, which I did. Soon after, followed by keyboards and, and you know, 
kind of took them both up at once was taking lessons. My my parents were great, you know, indulged me in that. And uh, I think maybe maybe a couple years in, I had well, I had a I, f- I forget what I even had. I think I had an old Vibra. Do you remember Vibra? I had an old Vibra strap. I, I don't. Oh man, this thing is basically a you know it was a Chinese or something Korean guitar, and uh, and then I had an El Degas after that. Was, yeah, no yeah. El Degas, that's for sure. True, yeah, and uh, eventually I talked my parents into buying me a, a real deal a Fender Stratocaster, and the one I picked out was that Aztec gold with the white pickguard. Um, gold hardware and all this i mean it was a really nice guitar for a 15 or whatever 16 year old kid (laughs) that's a cool instrument yeah yeah so that was my main one and um i had a a friend of the family at the time uh like you know how your parents know other people and they have a son who i kind of knew but he was a few years older well they were heavily into woodworking and he was a guitarist and he had built his own guitar and i thought man this guy built a guitar. Like he, he bought a neck. He just bought built a body looking back. Right. And, uh, he said, you know, I could help you build one. And I said, you think so I, I spent, I don't know. I mean, look, memories is, is always different. 40 something years later, but I spent weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm sure drawing guitars, drawing pages. And now sometimes when I'm trying to come up with a, a design or a look I, I i have this memory of 16 year old me sitting in my room drawing page after page of guitar and nope that's no good rip throw it out <laughs> another one <laughs> i ended up designing this ridiculous pointy guitar that looked like a, a bc rich warlock crossed with i don't know what um hideous and uh i forget where i even got the neck for it but I made that guitar and I, you know, had to fit for a 15 year old to say you did that. Uh, I was, I was pretty proud, pretty happy. Played guitar, played keyboards for a while. I ended up getting into recording. So, you know, they had the four track cassette recorders. And then from there, then there was the eight track reel to reel. So I, I got into that. And by the time I was 18, 19, I had a little recording studio in the basement and I was recording my friends and uh, doing a few jobs here on the side. So I ended up, <laughs> I was accepted to the, the Fanshawe College recording program and uh, talked to my parents into maybe taking that tuition and putting it towards some more gear and I could open up a real recording studio, <laughs> which which I promptly did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A different time too. But who needs an education? <laughs> you know what? No, honestly, it was the best to, to be, to, to stop, to stop making light of a, a funny situation. Um, it ended up being a really good thing because uh, I, I recorded a lot of local bands, a lot of, um, a lot of demos, uh, a lot of small independent releases, that type of thing. And it ended up being a 10-year thing for me, or, or a little longer. Um, so at some point during that journey, I'm sitting there behind the board, and I'm having these guys come in and play, and these guys are 
they're gigging, right? They're players. These guys can all play way better than me. And I had that that special skill. I could make them sound good. So here's me twiddling knobs and, and, and pressing record and, and doing all the, the producing stuff. And uh, that became my niche. So I, the playing really kind of took a backseat. Um, I got more into the gear thing, more into the recording. Um, so like I said, that I took that about 10 to 12 years. I ended up doing some teaching, uh, teaching uh, audio engineering on the side. Then I, I sold all my gear to the school that I was teaching for. They came and bought everything, took over the rent in the studio, and I got out of it, started a family, got a quote-unquote real job and all that, and, um, you know, went on with my life. Um, so fast forward to about 12 years ago. My kids are grown to the point now where, you know, I don't have to be here all the time. I could do some extracurricular stuff. I started getting back into music, getting the itch that I wanted to play. So I ended up playing with this uh, band here in Toronto called Samba Squad. And uh, you can look them up. It's you ever see the uh, the carnival in Rio de Janeiro with the big drums and you know the the, the feathers and the dancing girls? And it's, it's basically anywhere between twenty and and two hundred people all beating on drums going down the street. It's a party. So samba is a little mini version of that. You would play all these Brazilian rhythms and and Cuban rhythms and stuff like that. So after a couple of years there, they said, you know, gosh it's too bad we don't have a cavaquinho player. And I said, a cava who? And they said, cavaquinho, it's, you know, that little four string. So I went home, got on YouTube, started looking up, what's a cavaquinho? So cavaquinho is, um, it's the Brazilian relative of a ukulele. They actually have the same parentage. So if you take a ukulele, take the nylon strings off, put steel strings on it, and, uh, and tune it up a little higher, uh, Cavaquinho is played in a very percussive manner, so it accompanies. It's the traditional music of of, uh, of samba of Brazil. I said, "Hell, I play six strings. This thing's only got four. This will be a piece of cake. I can do this because mm-hmm. we, we don't have one. So we, you know, so I, you you can't just go down the long way and buy a Cavaquinho, as you can imagine. So I ordered one from Brazil. It took like eight weeks to get here. I picked it up." went on YouTube. I learned how to play it and play it at our practices and at our gigs. But the thing would howl, it would feed back because it's an acoustic instrument and I'm trying to compete with, you know, 15 or 16 people banging on these drums. So I said, okay, I know how to fix this. <laughs> Les Paul solved this back in 1950, whatever. He took a piece of wood, stuck a magnet on it and stuck a neck on it and it was an electric guitar, right? So I can do an electric cavaquinho. These things don't exist, but I have a wood shop. So my main gig is cabinets. I do custom kitchens and all kinds of cabinets. So I've got all the tools. I said, I'm going to build a solid wood cavaquinho. So I went, got a chunk of maple and another, a chunk of mahogany and a piece of wenge for the, for the fretboard. And I went and got a, because it's four strings, I went and bought a P-Base pickup off of, probably off of eBay, Took, cut it in half, threw the one half away, and <laughs> made made a, a solid maple body, made the neck, put the frets on it, strung it up, put the pickup in. And, man, the thing actually played all right. And I thought, geez, that wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. I kept thinking I was going to screw it up, right? 
I'd walk into rehearsal one day with this thing. And they're like, dude, where did you get that? I said, well, I made it. <laughs> what do you mean you made it? I said, well, I made it. It's, you know, you can't buy these. You have to make them. And uh, so, I, I, like I said, I think that was about 10, nine, 10 years ago. So it took me probably another four, five years after that to getting around to building another guitar, like an actual guitar this time. And then, you know, I think like a lot of people that are building guitars now for a living or, or for a hobby, you can't stop at one. So one became two. And then you, by the time you're halfway through the next one, you're trying to figure out what you're going to do for the one after that. And uh, at some point, I said, you know, this is silly. Why am I building tellies and strats and PRS copies? Like, you know, the world probably has enough of those out there. Um, I should try with my own idea and, and, and do something that's original. So I said, okay, that's where I started drawing this Orbitron idea. Um, and try, It kind of came about because I wanted something, obviously, like I hinted at before, that was comfortable to play, um, easy to reach everything. It's got a 24 and 3 quarter inch scale, so it's not quite as long as like a Tele or a Strat is. Um, a little more compact. I've got some Very Gibson shoulder scale length. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, Gibson scale length. Um, I've got some shoulder issues that makes playing for longer than 15 minutes like excruciating. So I thought, okay, if I can get this thing a little closer, my arm's closer to my body, very comfortable, offset shape, it'll sit a little differently. Um, it took a little bit of trial and error, but I got it right. And this thing, it, it turned out to be very, very comfortable when I, when I sat down. Um, so it was really built out of a necessity and, and, and a want uh, for me to be able to sit down and, and play more. Um, and so where did Frederick come from? <laughs> In the process of me carting all these strats and tellies down to my basement, hanging them on the wall... My wife is amazing. She never once said another one. She always said, "Oh, this one's really nice. You're not going to sell it, are you?" <laughs> um, you yeah. hold that woman close. Yeah, you oh, love her, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrate so, uh, her every day. Yeah. I I said, you know, that may not last forever. Like when I get up over thirty guitars on the wall, there might be a problem here. So. <laughs> I said, I, I got to find some way to, to get rid of these. So I ended up reaching out to um, uh, Ed over at Birchway Sound. He's a, a unique store here in Hamilton. This guy, he's a champion of um, Canadian entrepreneurs. So he will not sell anything that's not made in Canada. So he sells all Canadian effects pedals, amps. Uh, yeah, big, big, actually, I'm a I'm a big fan of Birchway. I bought um, yeah, okay. I, I bought a T120 Demo Dash delay from them because uh, uh, yes, yes. Got tired of being on Steve's wait list. <laughs> ah. <laughs> you, you jumped the queue, did you? <laughs> nice. Yeah, I I called up Ed or I messaged Ed and I said, hey man, I built guitars. You know, it was kind of like the well, you want to sell my guitars? And he said, I guess he looked at my the the that orange Orbitron, which was the first one. I guess he looked at that, and I think that's kind of caught his eye. So he said, sure, bring him in. Let me see what you got. So I walked in. I, I showed him a telly. He went, yeah, it's nice. It's a telly. 
and I forget what else I brought, but what I he said, well, where's that offset one? I saw, I said, oh, this one. I handed it to him. He really liked it, and he said, man, this is original. This is something nobody else is doing. And he, and so him and I stood there for like two hours hatching this plan. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you know, he he's kind of been a bit of a mentor in the sense that you know. I'll go to him and say, like, what about this? And what about this? And what about that? And he'll say, well, okay, yeah, that second idea was good, but you should do this with it instead. Um, you know, he, he's kind of got his ear to the ground and he's well connected. He'll know what he knows what will fly. Um, so, yeah, that whole thing of um, making guitars for me, transitioning to making it for other people was really just a need to keep making guitars but not having to or not needing to keep them because <laughs> i couldn't do that uh frederick is my middle name was my dad's name simply i think curtis guitar bacon and lambert i think there's like lambertone pickups and i think there was a lambert guitars somewhere um so i looked and nobody was doing frederick um so that became the name um yeah out of out of elimination i think if i would did it again i'd probably pick some wonky name like you know peanut butter sawdust guitars or something <laughs> <Stupid> ridiculous <laughs> just well, give me a awesome. crazy image that's, actually. A, that's a good you know that's a good origin story it's honest you know it's very uh if a dealer immediately likes something you're doing and, and takes a shine to it and helps you get going and and is willing to carry your stuff, that says a lot, man. Dealers don't gamble on stuff they don't believe in. Mm -hmm. No, no, not at all. No, so, uh, so yeah, I, I went back and built a, a run of six, and then uh, I've slowly tweaked it over time. The first ones were all solid bodies. Then I came up with the hollow body, uh, the, the fabric top, and, you know, like variations on a theme, and now there's a, a base version. Um, so this, I mean, really... This whole Frederick Guitars thing, boutique guitars for the masses, it's, it's really just a little over two years old. Um, wow. I'm, still, I'm still new. <laughs> I'm still learning. And, and then, you know, if I'm still kicking in 40 years, I'll probably still be learning. <laughs> well, that's, that's good, right? Never stop learning. Well, I, I, I got to say, you're, you're, you're Orbitron. I mean, I said this early on. Uh, I don't know if we were recording yet or not, but it's, it's you're that's my favorite thing you do is that Orbitron. It's fresh. It's somehow timeless and classic, but it's got this like retro futuristic mm -hmm. thing going on. That's just dynamite, yeah. man. Yeah. Thanks, man. I, re I really appreciate it. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's the one that everybody kind of gravitates to, you know, um, a lot of people say that a lot of people just, it just feels right when you look at it, you know, um, the thing yeah. about them, uh, you know, that caught my eye. I mean, I've been, I, I don't know how long I've been following you on Instagram or that I've been aware of you on Instagram. I always forget to hit the follow button. You I, just, <laughs> I just look at everything and I never, I, anyways, I don't know how long I've been following you on Instagram, but um, the, the resonator versions of that guitar are my, that's kryptonite, man. That is just gorgeous looking. Uh, it is a classic tone that nobody really, does outside of i mean gretchen fender and a couple of you know really really niche 
um, companies yeah. that do that. You know, National, I think, probably still does, or wh- however. Well, there's there's things. There's Mule. There's sure uh, there's a few I, people doing. But to see somebody like yourself in a you know you know in two two years into into really doing this as as a as a real thing uh, to be putting out something that level is amazing. Man, I love the the resonator orbitron that thing i don't it doesn't have a different name i haven't even read it uh you know what i call it i've been calling it the resotron somebody else called it resonator orbitron but it, it's a resotron way cooler yeah, way cooler and yeah, no, i get yeah, it, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, yeah, it but, really really strikes a chord for me because i've i've played some some resonators and i like that sound that um you yeah. know a friend of mine is a blues uh harmonica player and he's got a like a gretch box car resonator and i play that all the time um oh, nice. But this thing, man, as soon as I saw it, I was like, what? <laughs> like, I no, have to figure out how to get one of these because this, it's, it's something else, man. Really, really is. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, they, yeah, a lot of people see it. They're, they're just blown away. Like, even if you're not a guitarist, you see that thing. It's got a big chrome dome on it. And it's like, you know, gold foil pickups. And mm. it's like, people just go, wow, what is that, man? You know, is that a guitar? Yeah, it's a guitar. I <laughs> uh, love it. <laughs> yeah it's flashy and again that's another one you know it's a thin line resonator just because i'm throwing my arm over a, a big resonator that's that's heavy and possibly made of metal and and thick um i just can't yeah and so I, you know there's another way to do this i'm sure and uh came up with it so yeah i think yeah. the world is lacking in uh cool electric resonator options i mean gold tone is out there delivering mm-hmm. some stuff gretch tr- delivers a little bit but it's very traditional from mm-hmm. gretch or mule or right you know, and, and right. that's fine there's a place for like that like you know full body uh more acoustic based resonator there's nothing wrong with that but yeah i mm. i i mean man if something can be electrified i want it electrified <laughs> and there's something there's something about the tone because uh, i mean you can plug in uh uh you know something and have like a piezo pickup in the in the in the what do you call it like the cone or whatever you can electrify a, a regular everyday resonator but there's something right. about the the resonator cone itself i don't know if that if that has a pickup in in this particular guitar yeah. of yours yeah. so it there's does oh yeah. and then a gold foil or a filtertron or a lipstick tube yeah. i saw in one i was just like oh man <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'm you know? doing uh the gold foil and then the uh the one the one down the cone and then I just put a blend switch between our blend pot between them because I thought, you know, what, what's better? Like, cause sometimes I just, I want the, the cone, but just a little hint of that neck pickup on, you just dial it in a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's nice. They, they're, they're very cool. And, and it's funny when I built it, the first one that was that lipstick tube one. Um, I built it cause I wanted a resonator sound and it sounds like a resonator on that one pickup. The other ones, the lipstick sounds cool. Uh, but this black one with uh, gold foil, yeah, it's like you close your eyes and it may not even be a resonator. It's it's uh, different. Yeah, yeah, this is cool, man. I, gold, I, gold foils are always a win yep. in my mind. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Very cool. Cool. Thanks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're thank you're very you, welcome. man. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming up with something old but ingenuitive and new and and interesting uh yeah there's is there's a lot of people building guitars but not breaking new ground and i think that this is an old an old idea with brand new life 
and I'm I'm really into it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's pretty much my philosophy. Is is yeah, reaching back um, for the design and and some of the 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 style cues. Um, but yeah, just with a little twist on it. Yeah, man. So I guess that'll bring me into my next. The <laughs> my next question is reaching, you know, by reaching back and for ideas and coming up with a new a new take on it. Uh, mm-hmm. The Avro Sonic, mm-hmm. what a great shape! <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks again, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So what what inspired that that guitar, like that shape? How did you how did you come to that one? Well, you know, it's it's funny. Like, um, <laughs> part of it was, uh, I'll be honest. I said, okay, I got this Orbitron, and it is super curvy. Like, it's you know, it's to the point of being feminine. Like, it's it's very curvy. Uh, it's got that little hook on the bottom. <clears throat> and I said, you know, like I don't do anything angular. Like, I should try something that's a little more angular, a little more futuristic. Um, and I thought, you know, okay, so what do I? So I literally. I do most of my designing on a, on a big white piece of um, cardboard or, or uh, you know, artboard type stuff. Um, I've, I can use um, Adobe Illustrator, but I just find you lose something. You're in there like making ovals and, and shapes, and then, you know, I don't know. I'm old school. I'll, I'll, I'll draw it with a pen and, uh, or pencil and an eraser. Um, and he, 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 sometimes it's like a week or two weeks you, you'll work I'll work on and off, I'll be doing other things I'll walk over to where, because I have a big cabinet shop, so it'll be I'll have a big piece of cardboard on a desk Walk. I'll draw something, I'm like, that's perfect that's amazing go have lunch, come back and go, well that sucks and then <laughs> erase a <laughs> erase a line and move it like a millimeter and go well, no, 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 that's perfect <laughs> and then on Tuesday Sucks again. <laughs> um, so these things evolve, but that that one was really, it was a, a definitely a conscious attempt at this thing is going to be straight lines. It's going to be a little bit pointy, um, yeah. And then after drawing it, uh, some of friends of mine who had seen the picture that I did, um, they started sending me all these guitars. Oh, there's a Revolta that looks like that. Well, okay, it looks it's close. It's not like that. Um, you know, <laughs> so that's one of my big fears is I'm going to stumble across a guitar one day that looks exactly like mine, but it was made 10 years ago. I'm going to be like, duh, <laughs> that's yeah. happened yet. I mean, even if it does happen, you don't have to feel guilty for, for thinking <laughs> of it. If it's, you know, coming from an innocent place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was trying to, t- I was talking to my wife about this, uh, last night or maybe the day before there's a term for like when people have convergent ideas in different places almost at the same time, but with no, mm-hmm. they don't share any influences. They have no contact with each other. Right. Uh, I don't know what that term is, but you know, when you take the geometry of a guitar and, and some of the yeah. things like the scale length yeah. um, that is available within these tuning ranges and the way certain things need to play, mm-hmm. um, you're left with some design limitations. Yeah, there's there's not a lot left. Yeah. yeah. So so I mean, like you can get out there and, and like make a pointy body or a rounder body or that kind of a thing. But in, at the end of the day, you're gonna have six strings within a certain couple of inches of you know like of each other tops, uh, right. scale length, and you're gonna have 
some common features that just happen. And when you're working mm. with those parameters, eventually all the exploring of different pointy shapes or rounder shapes or a mix of the two uh, mm. is going to, there's going to be some <laughs> common, <laughs> it's just going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, I resigned myself to that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that one was fun. You know, um, when I was doing, when I was designing and building the first Orbitron, um, I was still working with like my handheld router and then, you know, obviously bandsaw and all that stuff. But um, soon after I, I found that pin router, I bought the, the pin router secondhand, um, which, you know, it changed things completely um, because now there's so many options, things. I couldn't do the resonator guitar without the pin router, like just to hog out all that material with a regular router, just it, you couldn't. Um, so yeah, d designing the Avro Sonic, um, I was very conscious of okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to make this something that can be made? Like I tell you, you know, when it, when somebody decides they're going to start building guitars, everybody starts with a telly because it's, it's a chunk of wood, routed out the top, and you know, a neck pocket, and it's all from the top. Yeah, it um, makes sense though. I mean, it's like when you start playing yeah. guitar, like you learn a G chord almost right away. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like an E minor is like these are the basics. Yeah. You yeah. got to walk before you run and, and crawl exactly. before you walk. And, and a telly is the yeah. guitar builder's equivalent of crawling. <laughs> so the, I, I approach this like as a telly. It's it's running from the front and the back, but the two cavities kind of meet. Uh, it's got the big swimming pool route, so it can be any pickups. Um, yeah, so I this was the first one where I was, as I was designing, I was like, okay, hold on. How am I going to accomplish this? And should I do this a, a little bit differently? Should I put this line there just to make that make sense? And, um, you know, this whole process has been fun. And I think part of it is coming from me being a cabinet maker, a business owner, that I deal in batches of cabinets and, and processes. So the whole guitar thing, I didn't approach this. Once I decided that I'm going to start making these and, and marketing them, I didn't ever, I, I never thought I'd be like building one, you know, it's always like, you know, you're going to build three or five or six or whatever. Um, so let's make this so that it's repeatable. Um, it's easy to set up. So instead of having, I, I'll have seven jigs for one guitar just because it makes sense. And you do seven bodies, boom, 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 boom switch jigs, seven bodies and, and do it that way. So it's funny. And then I, I ended up reading, uh, some some literature about the early days of Fender, um, and, and I kind of recognized myself in a lot of those places. Things that Leo Fender would do to uh, you know, in order to do this better, we do it this way, and that's why it looks like that, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I, I unconsciously made some of the same decisions, and then with this new design, consciously made some some effort to uh, to streamline it a bit and to make it a bit more. So as a result, you know. You know, somebody wants a guitar. It's not a five thousand dollar proposition. You know, it, it's a little more. It's a boutique guitar made in a bit of an assembly type environment that's customizable. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I actually, <laughs> to be totally honest, your prices shocked me. Um, I expected okay. more. Mm. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Um, and I thought that I think that's great. Like it's it's one of those. It was like. Holy crap! That's all they're asking. What? <laughs> it's it's right. a very it's a very feasible price uh, for most people, and I love that. 
nothing nothing wrong with being um that luthier that's just the ultimate artist every part of the thing is handmade hand carved hand sanded it's just the ultimate Mm. boutique expression of the electric guitar um nothing wrong with that but that is (laughs) an expensive proposition and that immediately eliminates a lot of people and that's you know cap it's not evil but it's not it can't be for everybody yeah, no, it can't be, and and I I really went into this with a a niche market in mind. Um, you know, Ed, Ed said, "Listen, you know, showed me all the guitars he had there. He said these range from this to this, and he said you can pick up a, a Fender Squire for this and uh, a Mexican-made Strat for that. And you know, if we can fit in the middle there somewhere, and I said, yeah, I can do that." No problem, I can do that. <laughs> and then I went home and figured out how I could do it. <laughs> yes, that's good. <laughs> well, it's it was a great. I, I'm really glad you did. You know, like a, a, the you're you're hitting exactly what you said. You're you're offering a, a boutique builder's instrument um, at a working man price. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's really cool. And you did it by you know. You adhered to the the visionary man himself, Mr. Fender's. Yeah, I mean, That's... you know, yeah, he he did get it right in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's yeah. really that's that's really cool, man. Um, and you can see the influence in your guitars, while at the same time, it's it looks nothing like a Fender. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a really yeah. neat. It's a really neat neat thing. Um. Uh. So, what's your? Do you have a favorite one you've built that you kept at home? What's the? Is there? A, do you sell them all? Um. So, it's funny. Um. I just literally before Christmas there uh, built one for myself. So, um. Yeah, jumping way back. So I, I I told you I had that strat, and then when I sold the studio and everything, and I was not playing guitar. And I was going to start a family. I sold the Strat, you know, for, I don't even know what I got for it, but like probably wasn't enough. Um, so I had, I was guitarless for like, you know, I don't know, 15 or whatever years. Um, built, oh, like completely. Yeah, completely. Like it just, they did not exist. I mean, I was right out of it. So it's funny. I mean, I'm, I've come back into it, but I've nerded out on the whole woodworking and uh, promotion side of it played a little bit you know and, and every time i built one i hang it on my wall um somewhere in that line i, I decided i wanted a telly so i built a, a telly and it, it turned out okay it turned out good um but now after going through my own design and, and a couple of years of of fine tuning and i said you know if I'm going to have a telly, it should probably be the shape of my guitar. Like, what's the point of, of having a, a Fender telly hanging on my wall beside 13 Fredericks, right? Um, so when I was up at the cottage, we have, our family has a cottage uh, a couple hours from here. It's been in the family since the 50s. I was doing some renovations. We, we put a new side door in, and I literally took the sawzall, cut out the shape of the door, kicked it out into the yard, and then stared at the opening and went, my God, this is pine from 1952 that is inch and three quarters thick. Hmm, what can I do with that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so threw it in the back of the truck, carted it home, and it, it, it kind of sat there. I knew what I was going to do with it. And so I finally took the best pieces. I still have some left, but I took most of the best pieces, 
glued them up and made myself an Orbitron. I put a tele bridge in it with real tele pickups, and it's like the real deal. Um, it's somewhere on my Instagram. There, it's that. Uh, it's a burst. I've yeah, it was gorgeous. Yeah, thanks. And it's uh, so that's mine. That's never like when I cut the wood out of the the plank. I mean, I knew it was going to be mine. That's not going anywhere because it's also my family cottage, right? So, you know, I, so it's funny after our, all these years, I got my belly. <laughs> I remember having my Strat when I was 16 and then I would see somebody playing a telly and I'd be like, man, maybe I should have bought a telly. And I don't think that ever went away. <laughs> satisfied that. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to keep them. I try and I, I have a, a demo. I have a hollow, a semi hollow demo, uh, that kind of lives here. So somebody wants to hear what it sounds like. Um, and I have the red resonator cause it's actually got a flaw in it that I can't, I can't sell it. Um, but yeah, I, I generally sell everything I, I make now. Well, I got to say, I really, um, I really hope that uh, we can get our paws on one of them to, to play one day. It serves yeah. a gorgeous looking instrument. <laughs> that would be cool. We will, well, we'll definitely have to see what we can do with that one. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're definitely, uh, <laughs> just like we were talking early on in the show, Hey, this is that, that age old battle of like, do I like strats or do I like tellies or do I like both? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's, there's a weird there's a weird divide there. I've, I've definitely met people who are like hardcore telly dudes and they just can't yeah. abide a strat. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's funny. I don't yeah. really have like a, a set way. I just know that the sound of a strat doesn't tickle me quite I, right. Yeah. And it's just, it's just not something I particularly enjoy. One of my enjoy, favorite guitars I, I've ever had was a strat. Yeah. But it, most strats I'm, I'm with you, man. I don't get along with them as easily. Yeah, so I'm I'm that's why I'm on the hunt for something Telecaster because yeah. I've I don't even think I've ever played one. Oddly enough, I've never brought you my Tele. Eh? No, oh my really? gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's just not something that I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. I don't even know. I, I can't even. I'm not even sure if I've picked one up I, at a music store. So for me, I don't use that middle pickup in, in a Strat. As far as I'm concerned, it's just a it's a it's a thing that can catch on my finger and just cause me problems. <laughs> uh. Um, yeah. I never got into the, like the quacky sounds of like positions two and four. Um, although I hear people use them to great effect and it's all well and good, but I, I don't know. I just, I like a three-way switch. Give me a three-way switch and two pickups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think my favorite Strat, one of my favorite guitars of all time is this Mexican Strat that I modded all to get out. It just was not factory in any way. Um, and I had bypassed the middle pickup. And uh, dropped it as low into the cavity as it could be. So it was just there for looks. Because I, the stupid thing is, even though I don't like middle pickups on strats, I think they look dumb when they're not there. <laughs> yeah, like the fender, the fender leads or whatever they were, they looked odd without it. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, the, the, they, what are they, they called? They kind of look weird to me. Yeah. Um, those are really back in, in fashion and stuff, too, yep. man. Those, those fender leads, everybody's, and the fenders. There's, there's one, them again there's one and, for sale locally. Yeah, I know. Guy, again, guy wants too much for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's that my, same guy. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Yeah. No, it is. <laughs> uh, so, but my strat. So I dropped the pickup as low as the middle pickup as low as it would go. Disconnected it. Uh, the neck pickup. I love a single coil in the neck, so I was I was fine with that. That one stayed. But then the bridge kip pickup was a Gibson 500T out of an Explorer I had from 1997. <laughs> 
And, wow. uh, I bet you that ripped. It did. It, it ripped really good. And uh, But because Gibson pickups have such tall legs on them, uh, it didn't really fit. I couldn't mount it to the pickguard. So I had to direct mount this pickup to the back of the the cavity inside the body. Oh, that and that would, actually put it at just the right height beneath the strings. That would give it a totally different tone, too. It resonated like crazy. Yeah. And then I found out that's exactly what Eddie Van Halen did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, okay. I guess. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was a fantastic guitar, but uh, it got dropped one day, and the body split right down the middle, and the neck oh. the neck heel split as well. Did you drop it? I did. Um, oh boy, this is so. This was in my. Like, didn't I loan you a guitar? Uh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I got something to tell you about after the show. Um, th- so this thing was. In, this was when I was playing and touring in hardcore bands. And uh, this thing went through everything. I beat the crap out of it. It had no, like, I would literally overhand smash it into cymbals. Um, we had a drum on stage, a huge, huge drum that we hit like a gong. It was up on a high stand, and whenever we hit it, like, you'd hear one of those, like, <laughs> sounds, like. Like how? No, don't do it yeah, again. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it would, like, it would shake the room. Because we, we hooked up a sampler to it. it. You weren't even hearing the drum. You were just hearing this, like, deep bass sample from, like, a Dead Mouse song or something. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we would, we would, I would toss the guitar to one of my bandmates, and he would wield it like a mallet and hit this drum. <laughs> <laughs> this thing took all of that. And then one day in my living room, after I swapped pick guards on it to a black pick guard, I was holding it up to my, my exit. And went, look, I like the way this looks. And I dropped it two feet onto oh. our carpeted floor. And, and just that's, had enough. that's what did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was done. That's well, awesome. I really want to come see your band live now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not in that band anymore, but it was uh, one of my coworkers described it. My favorite quote I've ever heard about that band. My coworker, Gary. Uh, shout out, Gary. Um, <laughs> at Long and McQuaid. He came to see us live once and he said, it was like, you guys... You guys got on stage and you set up your gear. It was all pretty cool. It was pretty normal stuff. I've gone to hundreds of shows, never, you know, pretty normal. And you started playing your intro, and then it was like a bomb went off, and everybody started exploding all around the dang stage. I couldn't keep track of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you guys not have wheelchairs? <laughs> so it's, it was it was a good time uh, playing in book of names. <laughs> but yeah, no more book of names for me now. I'm a, now I'm a deep folk singer. I sit mm. on a stool and I tell you stories. Every song, uh, yes. every song is a ten minute intro that's really important. Man, you got Ooh. a song called "I Like Your Butt." <laughs> <laughs> Deep storytelling there. Oh, you yeah. said it. I love that song, oh. man. I, I'm not even. I'm not even ragging on it. It is one of my favorites because. <laughs> Because of the story behind how much your wife hates it. She hates it so bad. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. And watching you call her out in the audience going, this is for my wife. Oh, yeah. She hates this song. It's watching a- her turn 17 shades of red and, yeah. and literally try to cut your head off with her eyeballs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite so, things. I sang that at our wedding reception. She was not fond of that moment. <laughs> yeah, she's like, face in hand, what have I just done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no wonder she leaves- <laughs> sorry what was that no wonder she leaves you pantless in the house yeah. <laughs> it's all just payback <laughs> well okay so i i've i've alluded to i'm not going to get into the depth of my my health 
issues the last couple of years, but I've, I've got some health issues. This is why I walk with a cane and I have, you know, some mobility issues now. Oh. Um, my life is so in this woman's hands mm. <laughs> at this point that like, I think singing that song now might be like very risky. <laughs> the reason you don't make it to the next episode yeah. recording. <laughs> like, you know, it's, we've been, I haven't done a gig in basically a year because of COVID-19, but I'm a little worried, you know, what, when I get back into it, like <laughs> she, I might die in my sleep one day. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the gig went really well, Al. Welcome back to playing shows. Go ahead and sleep <laughs> safely next to me. <laughs> yep. Why'd you say it like that, honey? No reason. <laughs> so right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're okay. That's, we're getting distracted again on the show, man. We're talking about a lot of embarrassing Al things. I am. I'm digging it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, let's yep. let's go back to talking about Curtis and maybe some embarrassing Curtis things. Okay. okay. Great. And, uh, that sounds okay. Like... <laughs> we don't have any embarrassing Curtis things, but if you want to share them. Yeah. Oh well. I uh it's funny, I've been combing through Instagram while we're talking and mm. it took me until now to go up and down Curtis's Instagram seventeen times. <laughs> to f- to find the Orbitron telly, <laughs> it's like how have I not seen it? It's, it's right, very recently posted. There. It's right there. I, I, uh, let me see. Oh yeah, no, it's like six level, six yeah. rings down. Something wrong with you, boy. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It's there. It looks amazing. That burst is something else, man. That oh, looks, thanks. That looks really good. Uh, well, the, it, it's funny because um, you know it's whatever. I can't do the math right in my head right now, but it's X number. 70 years old pine or whatever, right? And, uh, you know, you pull it off, and that color in the center of the burst, that's exactly the color of the inside of the cottage. That deep amber. Mm. But when, you know, when you take wood and you cut it, then you run it through the thickness sander, it's like pine that was cut yesterday. It's just, it's like white. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so <laughs> put it all together, and I literally had to, shade the center to that back to that amber color and then go around the outside to to burst it so yeah it's cool and i think on that one post there might be three or four pictures but it gives you a shot of the back you know you put these things together and then when you put the sealer on then the grain comes out and there was a point when i sealed it i flipped it over i was like oh well damn it the back is nicer than the front (laughs) (laughs) That's yeah, but real. you would have just covered that with a pick guard and a telly bridge and stuff, you know. So Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Hey, I like that. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah. And I really I I don't know, man. I really like uh you know, I've got it up in front of me here. It's got some really cool knots and some yep. some interesting stuff on the back. I'm but a- I really like that you have that really cool like tripoint figured chunk right below the the bridge there that looks amazing yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's uh that was a must and that's not even um that's three pieces of wood so that that knot it's not even a book match that's one piece down the center and it's got weight <sighs> yeah so it just happened that those two branches grew in that position so yeah i, I chose the wood carefully when i was <laughs> making that yeah so, i'm i'm so. a big fan of uh of the natural side of of wood in that way like yes you can find a completely clear piece of ash or pine or whatever you're going to build your guitar from and you know and find that like pristine thing with no knots i don't feel like that actually tells the trees get does the tree justice 
Right. Because yes. that's yes. a small tiny piece of of immaculate grain. But I actually yeah. I actually like the big black knots that are in stuff and, and oh, yeah. um totally. I, I had a a long time ago I had a strat the f- first strat I ever had. I um did the same thing I did with this recent one is where I stripped it right down to the wood and it was just some Chinese you know, probably a hundred dollar Stratocaster from wherever uh, a buddy of mine found it in a storage locker that he inherited. And he's like, do you want this? I'm like, yeah, sure. I think it was a rocker a or something. <laughs> it's like nothing, but I, I stripped that guitar down with a sander, with a palm sander. So I didn't yeah, even, yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea how to strip polyurethane finish off of a guitar. And this thing had layers upon layers upon layers of this stuff it it yep. took forever to strip it but i finally got it right down to the wood and it had all kinds of crazy flame in the in the swamp oh. ash it was like and it was like making knots here and there it was actually ended up looking really sharp when i was done with it because then i did it in like a in like a tongue oil finish with a black pick garden it, it actually turned out really sharp it was still just a piece of crap guitar but it tended yeah. to look good <laughs> yeah that was good yeah, I love that that look too. And then sometimes you strip those things down, especially on ash, um, yeah. and you get that original color maybe in the grain. Then whatever you put over it, like that grain just pops like crazy. Yep. Uh, yeah, love that look. Got to do one of those one day. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, and you use some cool hardware on this thing, man. That's uh, what is it, Aldridge Empire. Is that what you're, I'm looking at there? Yeah. That bridge. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, yeah, that was a fun, well, you know, Instagram, the whole community, you know, you just see things. And so I discovered him at some point and went through his stuff and I messaged him. I'm like, how much for this one? <laughs> and uh, I think I bought, I bought that one and I bought the short version, which I haven't used yet. Yeah, I, the short version is, uh, well, I mean, both of them are just beyond stellar looking, man. Those compensated brass saddles mm. are mm-hmm. yeah, gorgeous looking. Yeah, they're they're sweet. They're sweet. I'm 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 actually I've got it's funny, I'm sitting here in my basement. I have the short version on my desk in front of me. <laughs> I don't know why it's here, but it's here. Well I do know why it's here. Um <laughs> I sort of I'm designing a bridge for the Avro Sonic. It won't be on the next two, I don't think, but um I for a while I've said, you know, if I ever get the opportunity I wanna make uh, uh, some hardware or get someone to make some hardware. Uh, number one, so that it's different. Number two, so that it's kind of what I want. Um, but the big thing is I'm really, again, I, I, I'm also big on the made in Canada thing. And, and I would love to just be able to say, look, this, this bridge was made, you know, 15 kilometers from my shop by this person. Um, and, and, you know, like last week it was a chunk of aluminum or brass, this week it's on my guitar, um, so yeah, that's that's coming. So his bridge is here. I'm not saying I'm copying it, but uh, I just kind of want to get some dimensions and, and some stuff off okay. of it. And, well, I love that yeah. you're taking on more of the process yourself. I, I love we. I mean, we're 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 huge fans of just anything guitar related. That's the show, yeah. right? But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, we are Canadians. We are definitely huge fans of when we see like our countrymen doing cool stuff and anything made in Canada, we take a little bit of extra pride in cause it's, it's, mm. it's part of us, you know, and that is a big thing with, with your work and stuff. That's a big reason I was such a fan when I first found your, your stuff and why we love that you, you're putting like McNelly and Colmax pickups in your stuff. And, mm. you know, it's, that's a, that's a big appeal. And I think 
you know, for such a long time, the electric guitar world was really snooty and stuck in the like has to say made in USA on it or it's utter crap. Right. right. Um, and that attitude really started turning around when Japan all of a sudden became like a major player in things. And then you started seeing, you know, there were some British builders and stuff that were taken off. And, and, and now it's like, the world has really come alive, the world stage in the, in the building yeah. world. And that's, that's the way it should be. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you've nailed it. And like the whole boutique guitar thing, like that, that was a, that's a thing I didn't even know existed until I decided I was going to start selling guitars. Um, because like, again, I kind of took all those years for lack of a better term off. Um, so yeah, me jumping back in is like, Oh wait, boutique builders is a thing like i can actually do this and and be considered cool like <laughs> yes you can <laughs> yes sir <laughs> um yeah. so i, I want to take a take a little bit of a dip aside here yeah. um you, you you got into a couple things that i that th these are just classic like i'm casper's not going to be surprised i'm bringing this up at all um <laughs> first off shout out to anybody who uses large amounts of metal flake you made that brilliantly gorgeous looking green to purple orbitron uh just huge yeah. metal flake in it that thing sir yeah. if i may yeah. thank you that's <laughs> one i was putting together this morning that i was talking about so you'll see some pictures of that up in the next few days oh can't wait <laughs> absolutely yeah. can't wait that thing's that thing's sick. <laughs> and also the fabric topped ones. You're doing yeah. some stuff with that. Yeah. That is just, I think that is something I, I don't want to take your tricks and spread them to the world, but I wish more people did this because I, I know a few companies doing it, but it's, it always looks so cool and I want to see more of it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. That's something that, uh, again, that was something I, I wanted to do. I attempted it way back, like a, a few years ago before, before the whole con I was, was when I was building tellies. Uh, I did one, and I just didn't have the technique down, so I kind of abandoned it, and then kind of perfected the the technique a bit. Just by reason, I mean, YouTube is awesome, man. I, I keep telling anybody who will listen to me, if uh, if YouTube was around when I was fourteen to nineteen, I would I would probably own the world or something. Like, I mean, it's crazy <laughs> amount of stuff you could learn sitting in your basement. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I, I know, I know people right now, nineteen and twenty year olds, who uh, um, have learned to do things like, "What, dude? How did you learn how to do that?" Oh, YouTube videos. Like, what? Um, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, the fabric top thing was something. It, it's funny, like, like a lot of people love them. They'll beat down a door, your door, to 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 like it. I haven't sold a lot though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, people I. It's I, a bold move, you know. I can see it's it's hard to commit to something like that. I think yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah. downside. Like, because when you yeah, you get a yeah. guy like me, and I'm like, yeah, it's all it's all amazing, and I love it. You should do more of it. Uh, but at the same time, if you were to ask me to commit to a fabric pattern on a guitar, I'd I'd have a hard time mm. being like, I want I, this one for the rest yeah. of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's, you're like wearing the same damn dirty wing sauce stained shirt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh. I was waiting. Oh. I was waiting to figure out how I was going to do that. You nailed it, sir. Oh. I was gonna... Wrap this blanket around me and hide my shame. 
be like wearing that to your grave. Like, yeah. So yeah, I could, I could, you know, you have a white guitar or a black guitar. <laughs> I thought we were friends, Chris. <laughs> you can come on the show anytime, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Just pull this knife out of my back. The trail. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. All these compliments I gave you. Yeah. Well, they're lies. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's so great. Um, well, man, I, there's there's a lot of cool things I want to talk about that I we just we're not going to have time for. Like the the, your, yeah. the the twins project, these siblings you made of the the Orbitron bass and the and the, the, oh, yeah. the off-white Orbitron semi-hollow guitar that went with it. That's just. Yeah. I want those two so badly. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they really look great together, don't they? You're kind of obliged to buy both of them. You can't just buy one. Right? I think so. you should honestly sell them as a pair. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you have them separate or what, but. Price and yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, just be like, yeah, $200 discount, buy both. Just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that uh, it's funny because I, you know, I said, okay, like, I need to. A lot of people were asking me, are you going to ever build a base? You're going to do a base? And I said, yeah, yeah, someday, eventually, right? So I said, well, I should probably think about doing a base. Enough people are asking, and, you know, you kind of have to have one in your arsenal. So I started coming up with a plan for a regular 34-inch scale base, you know. Um, and I have one. I have the prototype. It's an MDF body. I even have a neck that's, that's like, ready to go. Um, but in the process of doing that, kind of thinking like this whole 30-inch scale uh, Orbitron. Like everybody knows the Orbitron body. I thought, you know, I could do like a short-scale Orbitron body base. And then, um, I, again, I'm talking to Ed at Birchway, and he says, oh, you should make like a, a get an Orbitron, a six-string and a, and a base, and like make a match. I went, oh, yeah, okay. Now I got to do it, right? So <laughs> <laughs> that's where that came from. And... Uh, I really love that that short scale bass. I'm not obviously a bass player, um, but that works because it's it's kind of like a guitar size, so I can actually play it a little bit, you know. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to make more of those one day, and that real bass is coming soon too. I've I've actually got some plans to to put that together, so I can. Yeah, you know what? Start with the short scale is fine, man. The short scale basses have never been more in vogue than they are right now. Yeah, I was just going to say. I see people like every week I see somebody else coming out with a short scale bass. I'm like, okay, <laughs> timing might be right. That's good. So, uh, yeah. I just noticed on your site here on your Instagram, sorry, this, uh, like steampunk looking telly. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's crazy, man. I have a telly that is the, the design build on that thing was steampunk. Oh yeah. It's got clockwork and little gears on it and stuff like that. And, uh, it, oh, yeah. it's crazy how similar these things look. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That, uh, yeah. Sorry. Oh no, sorry. I was. <laughs> I, think, I think we were listening for you, yep. but it cut out there for a split oh, second. The uh, the steam that one it was. Um, so again, back to the cabinet shop. So one of the things that we do um, with the the cabinet shop is like the finishing. Obviously, is a huge part of it. Um, so one of the things that we can offer is there's a company here locally that will spray actual metal onto anything like like they'll spray it onto styrofoam and, and it becomes metal um so we make hoods we'll make a range hood cart it over to them uh 
pay them a big chunk of money and then it comes back and it's it's now copper or or antique iron or stainless oh, that's very cool yeah like an emulsion that they spray on there so when i was dropping off a hood i said hey hey how much would you charge me to spray a guitar body and he's like if there's some left in the gun he goes it'll go on i'm like dude okay so i drove right back i said here shoot this with whatever you got left and he did <laughs> that's awesome uh, I, I went back. I glued all the rivets on it. They're just just chunks of wood, chunks of like dowel, and then he sprayed the copper on. I had to sand it and polish it and clear coat it. And yeah, that one's that one's hanging here behind me just because. Yeah, why it's here? That's, that's awesome. That's, a that's cool. Sick guitar. I'll, I'll have to send you a picture of mine just to just for giggles. Yep. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna have to cut her here because we're getting towards. Uh, lengthy which uh we always hate we we could talk to people forever i think and and this is yeah. supposed to be an hour-long show <laughs> i can't even remember i know the last time we had an hour long it's show. very rare we actually adhere yeah. to that um yeah. but where do people best find you well it, people seem to find me on instagram it's uh, at frederick guitars uh, my facebook page is frederick guitars and then i've even got a website uh which is frederickguitars.com um, the website I just kind of revamped. So if you saw it two and a half months ago, you saw the old, you know, kind of amateur one. And the one that's up now is, is, is slightly better than amateur. It's like amateur plus 0. 0.5. <laughs> 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 it's a little nicer. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, dude, just thanks so much for your time, man, for hanging out with us and, uh, Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have to have you back on on some time in the future, man. Um, and uh, you know, we're just we're always big fans of of Canadian builders and cool things. So. That's awesome. I appreciate the support. Like on behalf of everyone, you guys are doing a great thing. Oh, thank you. Thank man. you. Yeah. yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>